Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Big story locally. Well, of course, the Twins are a big story locally, but also the 3M Championship. Hollis Kavner standing by. Hollis, uh, you got a great finish today. You couldn't ask for more players in contention. No, it's, it's fabulous. It's, uh, it's great to see these young, uh, young studs out here going at it. I mean, these, these two kids, just, um, uh, they're just phenomenal players. You know, um, Matt Wolf won my uh, uh, my collegiate event this 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 year this this spring. Tells uh, you you know as a as a sophomore in college, he comes and just beats everybody at the uh, at my event at the Floridian um, down in, at, at we do down there for. Uh, for um, and uh, he actually by winning my event, he got a sponsor exemption into the Valspar Championship, um, which he's not going to need now. No. <laughs> I told him last night. I said, I, I said, I go, I go, Matthew. I said, I think I'm gonna get that. Uh, I said, Matt, I think I'm gonna get that exemption back. And, uh, and, and he started laughing. He said, he goes, he says, can I pick somebody? I went, no, you got no chance. Hollis, tell you, I met that Bryson DeChambeau the other day. Interesting cat. And you told me not only is he playing in the 3M tournament, but he wanted to go and see how they make post-its and everything else over there. He's a science guy. Oh, he's he's a science. Uh, he's, you know, he is a he's a scientist. That's you know, um, he's one of the smartest guys anywhere, and uh, he's just fascinated by science and, and engineering. So he wanted to go to the innovation center with 3M, which you know you can't get in. It's it's like the future, and you know they of course they show how you do post-it notes, but you know they're also showing how you do, you know all the new nanotechnology and, and and the latest in medicine and things like that that we we still haven't seen yet. You know that's years and years away from. <laughs> He was blown away. He, you know, he stopped me on the range and when he's practicing and when he should be working on his game, he's there to tell me about. He said, "Oh, you can't believe I'm going." I started laughing. I said, "I, I said no. I, I said I could, I could believe it. I just, I just don't understand it." <laughs> you didn't even know that innovation center. <laughs> yeah, I can't spell nanotechnology. At all. what are you talking about, Hollis? We've had you on the air here for 25 years. I've never heard you say nanotechnology never. before. Well, you trust me. I, I didn't even know there was such a thing. <laughs> Hey, how how cool is it yesterday when you got a twenty year old and the sixty year old Tom Lehman playing side by side? Uh, you know what? It was funny though. Matt Wolf and I were talking, and I said, um, "And I've got to, I've got a great relationship with Matt. He's he's a great young man." And, and actually, is he and I and Colin Morikawa sit down and and uh, afterwards in in uh, in the up and player family dining because they're good friends. You know, they play college golf against each other, but they're good buddies. And and he and Colin and. and uh, there's a, a, a friend of ours here that runs the uh, tournament from Cabo down at the, uh, ch- the uh, collegiate tournament in Cabo. And they were the, uh, those two were paired against each other in the Cabo tournament in the final round. So they were laughing about, well, we've already played together like this. They were kind of laughing. I said, this means a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> the money now, buddy. Yeah. So DB and they were all laughing about it. They thought that was pretty, or BA, they were started laughing about it. And, and, um, uh, but you know, it's, um, it, it was funny to see those two sitting there talking. So I asked him, I said, I go, I go, Hey, I said, Matt, how was it playing with Tom today? I said, I said, 
Um, you know, and, and he goes, he goes, it was an honor. Honor. Wow. How about that? Yeah. It was an honor. And I thought, you know what? That this kid gets it. You know, that tells you everything right there about a young man. When he's when he's calling it an honor for him to get to play with Tom, and and he said, you know, he's such a gentleman. He said, you know, he helped me, you know, all the way around. He said, you know, he said, you know, it was a good shot here, and you know, and he said, you know, a lot of people just grind it out and they don't even think about the other person or the game or anything else. He said, he said Tom was just the opposite. He was, he said, couldn't have been more, you know, inviting to him to be, you know, and talking and and you know, he said he goes, he goes, it was the perfect pairing. So. I thought that was just a you know a really cool comment from a twenty year old. So oh, it was funny because I said that last night we were sitting there we we're about to grab a beer in the in the uh, player player dining, and um, I said anybody want a beer? <laughs> he goes not old enough. Not old Whoa, enough. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Uh, you know Tom's got a son that's older than him. You know Tom's got oh, twenty three year old son. Tom Melissa. Matter of fact, I haven't got to see. Tom's out uh, practicing, so I haven't got to talk to Tom and tell him what what Matthew said yet. I, I think Tom's going to be really happy when he hears hears what he said, and you know. <clears throat> but you know, after the round yesterday, I I brought because uh, uh, you know these guys don't know all the pros yet and stuff, and we're sitting there, and you know, Jimmy Walker was it was in the locker uh, in the player area and, and stuff, and I brought him over. I brought those guys over to meet Jimmy Walker and all that, and and you know, it, it's good for him to meet him in there, and because. You know, they're, they're brand new to the tour. And, you know, Jimmy's, you know, PGA champion and multiple, you know, big-time winner. Um, and he, it was great. Jimmy got up. Hey, guys, it's great. Good, good playing. Proud of you. You know, stuff like that. Um, you, you could tell it meant a lot to Matt. It meant a lot to Colin. And, uh, you know, Morikawa, by the way, is just one of the best player, best collegiate players ever. And so, you know, Wolf is too. And, and then you got, you know, uh, Victor Hovland, um, Charlie Danielson, Layman, all those guys, everybody but one of our of my sponsor exemptions not only made the cut, but up pretty high on the leaderboard. So it's it's pretty amazing to me, you know, and you, you see that how good it is, and and uh, you know, usually the guys I pick to play uh, don't make the cut. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything, but the yeah, crowds have gotten bigger too with this nice Minnesota touch of sunshine. It, the crowds are big. We had you know we're having great days out here. It's just incredible crowd. And the players are all talking about how big the crowds are. You know, you know, uh, Patrick Reed was talking. He, he sent, a, he tweeted a picture out of crowds with him and those guys on Thursday. Going, look at the crowds like this. And uh, you know, Brooks kept it. I, I talked to Brooks this morning, and uh, Brooks said the same thing. He said, he goes, he goes, he goes. I'm, I'm not even on the leaderboard, Harley. And he said, he said, uh, he goes. We had great people with us all day yesterday. He said every hole was packed. So it makes you, you know, it makes you feel good that, you know, the, the Minnesota crowd's coming out. But he also said, uh, his caddy, Ricky, um, Ricky's the, uh, he's from Ireland and he's, he's a character. He's a really good guy. And he, Ricky said, these are the nicest people. He said, you hear, you hear more pleases and thank you than anywhere you go. And he said, he goes, I, we're, you know, I, we're not used to that. <laughs> Hollis, we appreciate your joining us on this busy morning. Congratulations. It, it, nobody had any doubt, but it looks like there's another real winner on our hands. Well, I, I tell you what, no matter who wins it today, uh, I'd love to see a shootout with those two young guys going at it hard. And you got Bryson DeChambeau right there, you know, chasing them, you know, and, and Adam Hadwin and all those guys. There's some <laughs> tremendous players. That are chasing these two young guys, and uh, you know, I'm I I think you're going to see some some guys uh, going low today. I, I really I think you I think you're going to see them. 
I don't see the I don't see these young kids backing up. You know, they're, you know, as I said, the, some of the guys said they don't have enough scar tissue yet to be you know, to be nervous. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good thing to be sometimes, bud. Hey, appreciate it, Hollis. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, that's Hollis Kavner back with more right after this sports huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we promise we'll be right back. Old friend Billy Robertson standing by. Billy, uh, interesting times in college hockey these days. Uh, Can you kind of bring us up to speed on what's going on in the WCHA uh, men's hockey? I can certainly do that, Dave. Good morning to you and uh, good morning to all your listeners. Uh, uh, really, college hockey is going through another evolution in my mind with the announcement last week that seven WCHA schools are leaving to form a new conference uh, that is yet to be named. And I really think, Dave, that uh, this was brewing for a while. And, and I always thought when I took the job as the commissioner five plus years ago, there'd be another shift in college hockey again. And we're seeing that. And, and what really this comes down to, in my mind, there's a few things that are happening. One is uh, a lot of schools do, do not want to travel uh, too far. And our league was a broad-based league with teams in Alabama and Alaska. And I think the, the seven schools felt that this was in their best interest to do this, so they did not have to uh, have the rigors of a travel schedule that the WCHA requires. Well, why not just get rid of the Alabama and Alaska then and keep the seven as WCHA? Well, I mean, that's the question, Maxie. And, and <laughs> I think that uh, at, the, at the school's request, they looked at our WCHA bylaws, and you can't just uh, boot Eliminate somebody people? out be- yeah. because you, get, you can't do that uh, per, the, per the league rules uh, just for no reason. Uh, they'd have to commit some violations, and that had not occurred. But in my mind, I think it really was simple. They said the easiest path to this was to form their own conference. And this is going to cause another shift uh, with other conferences because seven schools is not ideal. They're going to be looking for an A school and possibly uh, two more on top of that to make it 10. And I don't really know what the plans are yet for this new conference, but seven schools is an odd number, and that's really challenging with the, trying to make a schedule. Now, Bill, the WCHA, everyone thinks of men's hockey, but there's there's women's hockey. What, what's the status of the conference? Well, the the women's league will continue on. It's the, the premier college hockey conference. Uh, they have a commissioner that will be starting in about three weeks, Jen Jennifer Flowers, uh, who is coming from the Northern Sun Conference. So women's hockey that includes the University of Minnesota uh, will, will be playing for many, many years in, in my mind. So this is just really segregated to the men's uh, side of the WCHA. And, and, you know, the sad piece is that the league was formed in 1951 and it has a great tradition. And uh, I'm sad to see it, uh, this happen uh, as the commissioner. Um, I want it to continue and we're still going to look at ways to potentially have that happen uh, by adding some schools that may be looking to get to the division one level, but that's a tall order because it's going to cost a lot of money for any school to start start up. So I I predict that there'll be more shifting in the in this uh, crazy world of college hockey in the next few years. Again, would this be the right time to speculate that you'd go? Somebody might go after St. Thomas and try to get him in the WCHA just for hockey. Well, I, I think I think that would be a possibility, uh, but they have to work through the NCAA to become at a minimum a Division two school. Uh, and then they need to get Even a for waiver. Even hockey, though, when they don't really have Division Two hockey? 
yeah, they 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 cannot go. Uh, play, they cannot play Division three and then play Division one hockey. The NCAA does not allow it. They'd have to be either Division two or Division one to play uh, Division one hockey. Uh-huh. Bill, what's the timing on all of this? Uh, the schools, seven schools, announced they're going to withdraw. There, there must be something in the bylaws that regulates the timing. There, there is, Dave. It's, it's they, ha- they have to compete for two years. Our, by- our bylaws stated that if they left prior to twenty-five months, they'd have to pay an exit fee, and the schools don't want to pay an exit fee, so they're going to play two more years in the WCHA. Uh, and it'll be very interesting to see how those uh, games go this year because, it, you know, last year we had two teams make the NCAA tournament, Minnesota State and Bowling Green, and they're both going to be very good again. So, I, I you know, we have to plan uh, really uh, several paths on the business side. One is to uh, get ready for the start of this year, which really the fiscal year started on July 1, and then also thinking about the future of the WCHA and what that looks like. So there's a lot of... Uh, fluid thinking going on right now uh, inside the offices in Bloomington. And Bill, isn't there, isn't there a challenge going on in Alaska in terms of the state funding? There, There is right now. The the governor uh, a couple weeks ago put out a statement, or la- actually it was last week, uh, he put out a statement that uh, they were going to try to cut $130 million out of the education budget in the state of Alaska. And if that happened, that would be a critical uh, loss for for both Alaska Fairbanks and Alaska Anchorage as far as competing in sports, in my opinion. But they don't know what that answer is going to be until around the 15th of July. So we have to kind of wait and see how that transpires. And and at that point, those schools will have to make a decision on what they want to do going forward as far as athletics. Uh, Hey, keep us updated, Bill. This is another fascinating study, but uh, good luck getting through this one. All right. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, the WCHA will be proud to be playing this uh, fall and winter. Um, and uh, it's a great conference, as you both know, and great history. So we're looking forward to it. All right. We're going to stay in touch on this one. Obviously, it's still a developing story. Thanks so much for joining us, Bill Robertson. All right. That's uh, Bill Robertson back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, Mike, we are back, and uh, well, a couple of things to talk about. Women's soccer, we'll talk about that. They uh, uh, they started in just a few minutes, and obviously a lot of interest in that game. Yeah, and I think this is a foregone conclusion. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard for them to lose to the Netherlands, I think, you know, unless they... I don't know, Bert Blylevin's picking the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been one interesting study over the last couple of weeks. So they have come in. You almost sometimes get the sense that... that um, Nike has said, look, here's the way we're going to play this. You guys want a payday on this? Here's the way you're going to go about your business, you know? You're going to be cocky and brash and bold, and uh, it's been fun to follow, man. It's, you can't help but get a little bit of t- I don't know if I'd root for USA if I was in another country either, but in the USA, it's pretty fun. You know, color me dense, I missed the tea sipping. I had to have that explained to me that uh, she was memeing the, the sipping of the tea after scoring the goal in the, in the victory over Great Britain. I, I wouldn't have known it except I saw a caption that, right. you know. But, but, I mean, who thinks of that stuff? You know, these and you don't think of that on the spur like of the moment. Kind of touchdown dances and everything else, right? <laughs> I was pretty cool. Obviously, there's great worldwide interest in it. And, you know, people are knowing the names of the players on the team. And they're making a statement in a couple of different arenas, one of which is they want equal pay. And there's no question in terms of this country where the popularity is in the women's uh, program, much more popular than the men's at the at the global level. Yeah, and well, if the men's win, they can take care of that real quick, but they just haven't won anything. No. And so, 
Uh, although those, uh, I tell you what, that Minnesota United's coming on. They're winning games. Isn't that something on the road now? And I mean, they could go to the playoffs and they got a buzz over there as well. Yeah, that's that's a great story. I had a chance to see Allianz Field, and it's everything it's cracked up to be. No wonder the fans enjoy that so much. Uh, we should uh, say we're going to have Derek Falvey on. You know, I think it was a little concern on that road trip, but they've certainly yeah. come home and played well. Yeah, I tell you, for for about a minute there, you go, could they be? They they just look a little fatigued. They've had a lot of guys at the injured list. Now they put Crone on the other day, but they've almost been able to stagger these guys. Not by not by design, but it's almost like they've always got a pretty good nine that they can run out there. And I was talk, I was in the clubhouse for a long time there the other day talking to these guys about you know they, they they want to hit home runs the rest of the year. They want to win games by, you know, keep coming at you, putting pressure on you, make your relief pitchers think eventually you're going to hit a three run homer and just keep swinging from the heels and they think that's the ticket. And Derek Falvey probably won't shed a lot of light on this, but I really think in the next couple of weeks they'll have a new starter in. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, reliever, I don't know. I think they're still going to get a reliever, but you can't argue with what's happening with that relief core. I tell you, the, the guy that you saw the other night, boy, that Liam Hendricks, he found a role. Wow. When he's with the Twins, he looked like just another guy. Journeyman. Journeyman. I mean, yeah. And all of a sudden, he's gassing at 98 miles an hour coming in there, and everything he throws moves. And you go. Now, now, just if you could get a closer type and put him in, and then he and Rogers kind of rotate that eighth and ninth innings, you're in really good shape, and there's, there are some closers out there that are available right now. Yeah, and Rodgers, I mean, you can't say enough about the, the way Rodgers yeah, is. nasty. Oh Yesterday he got a two-plus inning save, you know. Unhittable. Yeah, and, and this is, it's crazy out there. You know, not taking BP, not sure who the closer is going to be that night, looking at every situation uh, and watching it work, you know, watching it. And I still believe that, um, uh, I had a nice visit with him the other day, Nelson Cruz. I said this before, when he walks in the clubhouse, you don't have to see, know who it is to know he's the leader and he's the guy that, I mean, he's just poised, he's confident, nothing nothing uh, is overwhelming to him. Uh, he's just got that presence about him, and I think he's going to be the key to the second half. Yeah, no doubt about it. And he's going to be relatively fresh. They have not had to overuse him in the the first half of the year. In fact, you could argue that everybody's reasonably rested now with this time off. The All-Star break, they're going to come back in very, very good. We'll talk to Derek Falvey at at 10.05. Hope to have another twin probably around 10.45. Somebody texted us. Yes, P.J. Fleck will be joining us this morning. That will happen about uh, 10.30. We've got a couple of other guests. We're going to hear from the Twins manager, Rocco Baldelli, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, who uh, had a big home run in yesterday's game. And uh, we're going to try to get hold of somebody from the Timberwolves organization. And we'll also have your phone calls. All that lies ahead in the sports huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 